ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. Yo, 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 beautiful people. Hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world. Like I said the other, in the last episode I did with my friend James, in, in a few days' time from that, I was going to be doing an episode of Observing My Thoughts. So this is the episode of Observing My Thoughts. Um, and these are some of the things that I wanted to go in a bit more detail and some of the questions that have been emerging in my mind. I feel they're very important. I hope you do feel they're very important. You may disagree with me on a few things. You may not. That is the beautiful thing about life is that and I don't want you guys to just agree with me on everything. I just want to, we all have different opinions. That is completely, um, that's completely fine. It's also the high sign of a healthy society and a healthy mind. We need to expose ourselves to many different forces, including maybe some other things as well, which I get into this one. But I just do feel that um, we are in a beautiful time. I do feel that we're at a crossroads in humanity. I know from the outside, it may look like a lot of chaos. But I feel like we have the opportunity to to choose what type of world that and what type of world and what type of garden that we want to create and develop in the future. We all have the power. I know at times we guys we feel like we don't have power, but as a collective, we really do. We are the many; they are the few. Um, and I feel that like every single opportunity and every single day is a new day to create change. I do feel that we're all here for a reason. Um, it's not a it's not a coincidence where you are now in the things that you're looking into, in the experiences, in the things that you're you're going through in your life. So anyway, I hope you enjoy this podcast conversation. Next week, as or, as I mentioned in the last one, I have some other up and coming episodes from with guests that are coming. Have some amazing conversations. So they'll be back to normal next week. And I maybe be in another three or four weeks, I'll do another episode of Observing My Thoughts. I think you guys have heard enough of my voice over the last couple of weeks as I've been rabbiting on about these different topics. This is a good one anyway, so this will probably be the last time I talk about the, the virus that is sweeping the world. You never know, it might not be. If we end up, if we all end up falling off the flat, flat earth, <laughs> or who knows what will happen. But anyway, enjoy this conversation. If you can, guys, check out the Patreon page and the one-off donation option, as always. It's the best way to support the podcast and helps me to keep doing what I'm doing. So anyway, I love you all, and I will catch you very soon. Enjoy this Observing My Thoughts. Boom, boom, boom. Yo, yo, people, how's it going? Hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world. Just wanted to do another, basically an observing my thought about the sort of the crossroads that humanity is at. It is very clear to me that humanity is definitely at some sort of crossroads. I've felt it for a long time now. 
I think from a, um, a global sense, a lot more people now are have lost a lot of trust in governments. A lot, a lot, lot of people have lost trust in the media. Even from um, from an economical point of view as well, I think a, peop- a lot of people are realizing sort of the the flaws in the bullshit behind the debt system and the money system and things like that. So a lot of more people now are open-minded and I do feel that collectively we are sort of coming towards this sort of crossroads in terms of humanity as a whole where we are all maybe realizing certain things that aren't right with the system and society in general. There is some amazing things obviously but there is still a lot of pitfalls and a lot of things that aren't quite in my opinion, up to scratch. And obviously every single day with what is going on around the world and the virus that is sweeping the world, every single day we are hearing lots of many different opinions and lots of different media perspectives. And it really is hard to try and understand fully what is really going on. I mean, if you asked yourself the question, um, how do you know sort of in your life what you what you believe is really true it is very hard to prove that um in this current monday world there are so many different pieces of resource so many different pieces of information whether we're actually getting told the true story or not so it is hard to really decipher and and ask yourself the question what is it i really truly know and it is it is hard it is hard to do that and i'm in this i'm in the same boat as well and i think us is sort of the people um all you people who are listening and watching this now i think we just have to try and sort of like i said we have to try and be our sort of our own scientists of our own of our own lives and um maybe listen to our maybe listen to our intuition more as well instead of maybe always looking for from external sources and trust sometimes have more trust in your own minds and in your gut feelings and things like that of of maybe what you feel feel is going on and maybe follow, follow, start following that thread in your lives. And also, as well, obviously, in the the sort of in in the face of uncertainty, I I do sort of want to make a prediction. I do feel that this eventually will blow over, and um, everything will end up being okay. There will obviously be some people who will say that. The reason why it's everything's okay is, is because every week they, the government did everything that was possible. We sort of people stayed inside, and the virus was controlled and stopped from spreading. Others will say that it it was due to because it wasn't as bad as it was. So I feel that definitely feel that there is going to be two different sides of the coin when this eventually does sort of die down. There will be people on both sides of the fence. I think I feel like you're always going to get that in any single conversation, any topic, especially in the world that we live in now. But I do really feel that what this whole situation has highlighted, it really has highlighted that sort of um, humanity's creative creative power um, as a collective is much is a lot more stronger, a lot more stronger than we may have led to believe. I do feel that it's clear to say that. Well, the whole of humanity now is realizing sort of the this the sort of are, are are coming together in this moment and they are sort of helping communities and things like that and globally this is everywhere people are starting to emerge and come together so it really has sort of highlighted um and really demonstrated 
sort of the collective power and if we do sort of all come together and we agree on sort of one focus that we can change a lot of things in the world which is i really do feel like that's a really powerful powerful thing and i really do feel that sort of none none of the problems that are in the world i don't really feel that they're from a they're not really a technological problem i do feel that we have the power in the potential to to do anything that we want in this world i feel that's one of the powers of human beings we have this potential to really get together and create and really create things from a technological perspective from a health perspective from an economical perspective we have a lot of really great minds but the problem in life is not just that it, i really feel that it's sort of um coherency among the people there's a lot of disagreements sort of a lot of um a lot of especially even in science a lot of people have preconceived um beliefs and biases and have certain in, in certain um invested interest in certain areas and it's and sometimes technology and ideas can be halted we we know that's happened through all our history but like i said it really does highlight what happens when us as human beings do come together and um, we work together and i've just wrote down a couple of questions i said i've asked the question i've said what else might white might what else might we, we actually achieve if we do come together what do we uh, want to achieve how shall we how how can, can we um what world shall we create in the future and obviously the next question always emerges that when we do realize our true power when we all do come together and we sort of have one one focus in in, in life it really does provide the opportunity of that what we really can when we everyone realizes the power what we can do if we come together some of the things that we know from the crises that are going on in the world i really do feel that if we do come together more we can affect um, global change on a on a massive scale and it doesn't have to be the slow process like it is in society at the moment and i really do feel that what covid-19 really does it really gives us a sort of a break from our normal habit, habits and patterns and i feel that from that position once maybe this the dust does settle and everything does settle down we may afterwards be in a position to really analyze maybe what maybe what things that we need to improve on in the future what things that we can let go of what things were good during the during the sort of the the the, the quarantine and on the lockdown sort of say so i do feel like it really does gives us um really does give us a, a deeper perspective into our own sp- selves from a, from a psychological and spiritual perspective of how in the future that we want to go we want to go forward and maybe what we want to leave behind maybe also brings in a conjecture uh, the understanding of what part of the economy we want to, we want to, we want to keep or want to let go of i really do feel that we are, we are in that we the we the people have the power to really do um to really influence and make a decision on many and on them different areas i know it's hard to to really feel because at times we do feel powerless but you've got to remember guys that that we are the people we the we are the few and um as they say they are the they we are the many sorry and they are the few as they say which is a great quote and it really it really is true we do have a lot more power than we are led to believe but also as well you have to remember sort of on a darker note um what are some going to be then maybe some of the liberties due to this that could be taken away from us um legal and from a legal perspective from a, a social perspective um from an ecological perspective what things are maybe going to be um affected for, from a from a negative point of view what new safety measures or things are going to be put into place will we still have sovereignty over our own bodies will we be still be able to do in person governance will we be still be able to, to 
to cuddle someone or give someone a handshake. These are all questions that are definitely emerging and need to be addressed and, and thought about as a, as a whole. And I also as well, just to add, um, I heard a story um, a few days ago where there was a lady who was in a grocery store. And um, as you know, during these times of quarantine, there has been tannoy announcements in the supermarkets and things, and also people announcing on a, on the tannoy, saying things like making the statement that obviously keep you keep keep you the distance of two hundred yard two hundred yards, I think it is. And there was a lady in the supermarket as this was coming off the tannoy. She was standing in the corner and she was crying. And this lady realised that she was crying in the grocery store, so she went over to her and she asked her the question, "Why are you crying?" And she said, it's just the whole thing that's been going around. She says it's it's really causing her a lot of distress. She says she lives alone and she's never had any human contact for the last 10 days. She's never had a cuddle or anything. And so the woman in the grocery store basically just wrapped her arms around her and gave her a cuddle and comforted her. And it really does, that story to me really highlights um, the potential of what this could do in the future. I mean... We are, in my opinion, we are already living in a society that is deprived of touch. We um, we hide away from, we hide away from, um, we we hide away from really letting letting sort of our ourselves become in contact with other people. I really feel that the Monday world, the Monday te- technology, is doing that. And imagine somebody who is living alone um, and doesn't have any family because there's a lot of people out there who, who don't come in co- social contact with a lot of people and when they do, it's very rare. But imagine if they when they do get a chance to come in social contact with people and you go to your local supermarket and the, the whole world around you and the society around you is telling you not to touch other people. I know um, maybe, I know obviously from... Um, from a, a sort of a, a two-week two-week perspective or maybe a month perspective, we can rationalise that in terms of looking at the virus. If the, looking in terms of the virus from seeing spreading, seeing to to protect sort of um, protect our health services and things from being overwhelmed. That's definitely there's definitely a case for for having non-contact for one or two months. But now imagine sort of spreading that to two months or three months or four months. No hugs, no cuddles, no social gatherings. Um, and this, this is, this could certainly. I know this sounds. Maybe this is right out there, and maybe people think that's never going to happen. But I mean, you, you, you never know in the world in which we live. Um, things like this could definitely be possibility. And it also is really clear to see that even in this two-week period, we are sacrificing our sort of our lives um, for safety so we have to ask our, ask ourselves in the future what are we actually willing to sacrifice our safety for how far are we willing to go like i said are we willing to to never ever cuddle never ever touch never ever let your kids play outside these are questions that are that we definitely need to ask we've done it for a few weeks now um what could be on the what what could be on the cusp around the corner? How long is this going to really go on for? So the question of how far are we willing to go for our safety is definitely a question that we need to ask. As you know, society over the years has really been putting more and more emphasis on safety. As you know, hand sanitizer is everywhere. Um, public liability, um, public insurance. Um, kids kids can't play in kids can't play at certain parks now and things like that it's all about safety the society is becoming a lot more safety safety ties and um 
and there really and, and there really is a sort of a highlighted awareness around this whole general theme like you know you obviously you have borders and we have security checks everywhere we go metal detectors if you go into stadiums and venues and things like that music events and the mantra in society of safety first really is sort of divulging a lot of things like fun and experience and the novelty of just experiencing certain certain situations which i really feel that could be a bad thing even if we look at other cultures around the world other cultures around the world especially indigenous cultures they have the more of the perspective of allowing their kids to to sort of to to have more freedoms to do more things they believe that it actually builds the character from a mental and a spiritual and a psychological perspective and if you said to a modern-day human a lot of not all modern-day humans but many modern-day humans would you allow your kid to have more freedom people would say no straight away they'd think that you were insane and that was insanity but there is definitely something i remember when i was a young child and as a lot of you probably listen to this we we played out a lot more we had a lot more responsibility to run around digging the dirt and things like that and i really do feel that builds a lot of character as a child you need it gives the children a lot of responsibility we already don't have any rituals in society anymore a lot of cultures in the past had a lot of rituals where when a child got to a certain age they would sort of participate in some sort of ritual from the becoming coming of a of a man of a, of a child to a man or from a a girl to a to a woman and i feel that we we do miss that in society a lot the only the only rituals that we tend 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 to have now is um is watching some sort of shitty program on tv and that ain't that ain't good enough and after as you know after sort of million millions of years of evolution of touch um touch community um willingness to sort of express ourselves with one another is i mean we have to ask the question are we willing to to sort of sacrifice that for for our safety um how much are we willing to give away give away give away of um of sort of of who we are as human beings and as you know guys i think you you understand that them them aspects are really important to society and you may think that i'm going too far with this but we can definitely see it's been done for two weeks um how long is this going to go on for we can see that legislation um and different laws are being passed to with measures that could be put in place so we do have to question it and you have to question the whole general sense of this because if you guys think that in the future that this is only going to be the only virus that's going to come around the corner you are wrong we're living on a planet the 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 potential for this to come again come even worse and how long will the next one last will it last five years six years seven years so we do have to make a choice to decide whether we we do um go all in with safety or we do and, and we and we neglect our our um our human aspects and also as well here's a scenario that i thought about i mean would we would you be willing to say if you were on your deathbed and you did have a disease or or whatever it was a virus you were on your deathbed would you be willing to sacrifice your last moments with your loved one because that's certainly what's happening now people can't even there is new legislation being passed now in the uk where with where husbands can't even go into the into the into the sort of the room when the when the wife is given birth to, to the newborn child i mean is that what we're going to get we're going to get to a situation where you can no longer be at the birth of your child it can only be the the the, 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 the woman can only be there or are we going to get a situation where your elderly ones are on their deathbed and we can't go in the room because of the risk of passing the virus to us i mean ask yourself the question what would you rather want would you rather would you rather be a human being that actually 
takes the risk or takes the risk um, and be with your loved one or or just completely go with safety safety first these are interesting questions that no one is asking so if we do get to a point where we in in um create a situation around rationalizing sort of social distancing and um re-engineering society around it we definitely do have to ask the question and and ask the question of why are we doing it and what is the importance and what are we losing and leaving behind to go to that direction and whether the final death toll of this virus is 50,000 it's 500,000 it's 5 million 5 million people and I know on a paper they just sound like numbers and they are human beings which is which is insane when you think about it we don't want anyone's lives to be lost we really do not want that but just in respect to 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 them numbers, I wrote I wrote down a couple of, to get some more perspective. Um, and the points that I'm going to make with this as well, it's not to say that um, that the COVID nineteen isn't sort of a bad isn't a bad thing that we, and we shouldn't be doing anything about that, about it. I'm certainly not saying that. But I just wanted to give another bit of perspective on the other side of things, and I sort of made a note of a couple of st- stats that I found. So bear with me on this one, but it said last year, according to one organization, 5 million children worldwide died of hunger. So in respect to the virus, that's 200 times more than the current virus is killing people. It also said as well that um, that depression kills over a million people a year globally. Drug overdoses kill 70,000 people in the US. And then also from the effect of the epidemic afterwards, it affects are about 23.5 million people it says it says obesity affects well over 100 million people and what's really funny about that is is that we don't every single year there's a new pack of doritos comes out so it's very interesting um to ask ourselves how as a collective we can unify our unify and come together on something like a virus but we can't when we have millions of children who are dying every year or we have a pandemic of obesity or diabetes whatever it may be um these are see these are things that we definitely certain we as a humanity we do have to sort of address and as a society we do have to sort of um ask the question why how can we how can we attack them questions but we can't attack other things and it's really interesting because if you if you think about it as a civilization, we can come together and we can unite against um, and rage war on things that's around us. But when it comes to sort of things embedded within the society, we seem to struggle to do that. I don't know why. When I say one example, when it comes to starving kids, we kind of do it. So just to go to another angle as well, we also have to ask the question: Is this sort of what is going on? Is it a deliberate power play? So I've also wrote down some new. Um, I've wrote down some points that I thought about in my head. Some of the things that we maybe have to observe as a people. I'm not saying that these things um, are going to stay here forever, but it's clear to see, and I would love to see in the comments and hear from you guys if you guys disagree with me on this. And I'm not saying that these things are going to stay, but it's clear to see that um, that a, a sort of a president a, a president a president has been set for the things that that's here and these things have, have been long in the pipeline and these have been bubbling in society for for many years now but some of them things that um that these current things that i wanted to highlight to you and, and, and some of the different sort of leg, legislation frameworks and um infrastructure and technology and things that are coming in place are definitely in place now 
and just before I go there and tell a few of these as well, which is really interesting, is that is that some of these things that are in place, it's definitely a potential that these things could be kept there because when a public is in a state of fear and is frightened, legislation, new uh, laws of bill, uh, new laws and legislation can be passed through a lot easier into the into the public eye. Uh, people are a lot more, when they're in the fear state, a lot more things are acceptable. You just have to look at things like 9-11. When 9-11 came along, the tactic in warfare is that you sort of, you, you create chaos and when you create chaos alongside of it, you can use the chaos to hide things that you want to push through, but also at the same time, you can create chaos and fear in people's minds to make them more susceptible to new new ideologies and new things that want to be changed. So a few of these things, anyway, that I wrote down was that and some of the things that are definitely in place now, like I said, whether these things are going to stay in place, but we have to monitor them and have to, as a people, we have to think about them. So the tracking of people people's movements at all times, the suspension of free freedom of assembly, people getting together and gatherings, social events and things like that are stopped at the moment. The military policing of civilization uh, of civ- civilians, which we're seeing, um, the in- indefinite detention laws of people. Even just in the UK, it added that. Um, I think it was about three or four days ago. There was different um, new detention laws which were extended, where they could detain people on different grounds. Uh, for for the next two years which is very interesting why is that being played out also the banning of cash as you know the censorship of the internet to supposedly combat disinformation well that is also a big talking point because if you guys know i also run a very large social media page called the ascend podcast facebook page i run a couple of other large social media pages a few of my friends who i've come in contact with they also run large social medias media pages and over the last couple of years, we have slowly seen this movement towards um, towards freedom of speech and people having the ability to do podcasts and put posts out there and say what they want. But also in that meantime as well, over the last few years, we've seen a bubbling of censorship around many different conversations. Even in the past, I had a podcast conversation that was tucked down from iTunes. I have many different posts, especially over the last couple of weeks. What I've noticed, and a couple of my friends have said this, who also run large pages, Especially around the conversation of COVID-19, when you speak about these topics, your post will be flagged up as disinformation and a false checker will come up, will come over the top of it and say that this has been independently false, false uh, checked and it is false, which is not the case. I mean, so we have to ask this, ask ourselves the question, the world that we want to live in the future, do you not want to be exposed to any information that goes against what you feel? I'd, I certainly don't want to be that. A weak civilization and a weak society is people who are scared of confronting different opinions and different points of view. And a strong civilization is a one that is willing to face um, things that they might might not agree with. Because from that position, you can you can be if you're not exposed to alternative pieces of information, how are you expected to mold your consciousness and mold your mind and change who you are as a person? So that is definitely a bad thing. We don't want to see that in the future. And that is, we can clearly see that these new laws are being passed and uh, desensitization of information, not even just that, the language and words that we use is being slowly emerging and coming in. So we need to fight for things like that. We really do. Also as well, the, the compulsory vaccination and medical things that are coming forward. I really do feel that we need to remain have sovereignty over our consciousness, and we can we should never ever be fo- forced to 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 agree to certain things or not. 
I mean, just imagine, for example, if they did bring out, I'm not saying they're going to do this, I'm just painting a picture and giving them a bit of context, but imagine they brought out a mandatory vaccination now, and they said to you guys that you have to take this vaccination now and you'll never get the coronavirus again. Um, I mean, I think that puts you as a human being in a very in a very difficult position. There's obviously a lot of questions raised about this. We know in the past how me certain medical things have come in place, like vaccinations, and they've gone wrong. There's been lots of evidence to support that. I really do feel that it's not the state's position to to have sovereignty over our, our over our own bodies. I feel like that we should be in charge of our own consciousness. For example, for years and years things like psychedelics have been banned they are slowly starting to emerge very slowly back into the society but we need to have sovereignty not over our own bodies but our, our consciousness too and at times we the society society and governments do get a lot of things wrong i'm not saying that everything they get is wrong but especially when it comes to managing my own health and body there's no more there's no person i i trust more than myself over the over the sovereignty of my own body and my consciousness and i do feel that we should be allowed to have remain that remain that balance i'm not saying that we should never ever be um we should never be advised on certain things but in the long run we should always remain that remain, remain sovereign over 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 our bodies and our minds also, another one of them is the classification of all activities and destinations. As you know, travel now is being permitted and being and being forbidden. Um, you can't obviously you can only leave your house for this and, and that and stuff like that. But obviously, in the future, what new legislation could be put in place to 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 to, to permit or prevent you from traveling to certain places? Will you need to sort of um, get your temperature took everywhere you go? Will you need to? get um, a blood test every single time you go to a new country or something like that these are these are definitely things that i mean they may not happen but we need to we need to think about they've definitely been slow some of them things have been slowly emerging into society and also as well we need to also ask this ask ourselves the question i'm just going to take a drink We also need to ask ourselves the question in the future with technology that is emerging, what is the price of progress? A lot of people don't ask that question. As a humanity, we're just going towards this thing. We'll just keep going and keep going. But we really have to ask ourselves, what is the price of progress? And I've wrote down a few pointers here just to sort of combat and maybe question what is the price of progress. Um, because it is, as you, it's clear to say, obviously, as you know, as a humanity, as we evolve, it's it's and maybe i keep question the asking the question is this just a part of what humans do as they become more evolved we start trying to sort of try to um, manipulate and sort of control the natural world and control our environment it seems to be that's what we're clearly doing obviously a few others i've wrote down are domesticating the wild as i've just said sort of must trying to master nature order ordering society according to law and re reason and just to add to that as well, there was also a quote that I came across by Plato. It's either wrote by Plato or Confucius, the Greek philosophers. But he said, one of them said, to engineer the perfect society, those who administer civilization will therefore welcome any opportunity to strengthen their control and ensure the common good. So it is clear to see we have to ask the question, What? What? at what point... Do we try to? What point do we have to sort of um, learn to cooperate more with nature and and understand and surrender and maybe believe that we don't we don't fully have um, control of everything? Because it's clear to see as a, as a civilization we are really trying to 
be the the be the controllers of every, every single aspect especially when it comes to the animal kingdom it comes to nature we're chopping down many trees and it gets to a point where we we maybe maybe are forgetting our human aspect and maybe understanding that we are um, a fundamental part of nature so they ask questions that we have to have to really re ask and what is the price of all that progress what are, what we're heading to And like I said before, just to reiterate again, we also have to ask the question, what sort of world do we want to live in? Because um, in terms of alter, to alter our security and make ourselves feel comfortable and safe, because if just imagine if stuff, if we do constantly keep evolving into that, to that place like I said before, what is the price of progress? And we keep altering our security and getting more and more safe and more and more safe what does that mean does that mean going to and fit more and more in our houses and sort of instead of going to the supermarket we order things on a on a on a truck from amazon or for example we never ever go to events we just watch live events on tv we never hang around with our friends we do virtual reality events these 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 are questions that are definitely coming in, in the in the in the future. I mean, they, not even in the future; they're already here. We're now at this crossroads, and I feel that we have to start asking these questions before they on before they're too much on top of us. There is an argument that maybe these questions are too already too much on top of us, but it's clear to see that something has happened um, in civilization at the moment, and it's made a pause in humanity where we can actually slow down and maybe. Uh, maybe I look at some of these questions in a lot more detail just like I'm doing now but like I said what is the extent that we're going to to, to make things safer are we going to continue to are, are we everywhere we go we're going to wear masks like I said before everywhere we go we're going to have to get blood tests to travel to another country are we going to have to be sort of um be be looked at from a medical point of view every time we we it every time we go to a, a new country and how much do we have to give sovereignty our own bodies to sort of a medicalized system? And also at the same time, we ask, just have to ask ourselves, how far are we willing to to sort of give away what is beautiful about this place in 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 place of our own fear? And like I said, I want to reiterate, obviously, social distancing for the for the for the immediate future seems uh, seems not doesn't seem that much of a bad thing i think we can all understand that maybe for a couple of weeks this might not be a bad thing to sort of contain a virus but at the same time we also have to ask the question how long could this go on for could it be three months four months five months there's been a lot of research that's suggesting that this virus is not going to go away it could come back again also, at the same time, there's been a lot of great scientific research talking about how retroviruses could be actually uh, created via this by ourselves staying in our houses and not exposing ourselves to other elements. Also, at the same time, we, what, you, what we know about the microbial world is that we are made of microbes. And if we are not interacting with other microbes and are, and are deflecting ourselves from certain aspects of, of human evolution, which, is com which comes around, what in, if we do sort of hide away from that what is going to be the impact of that what is the new things that could be emerged because we're not sort of our bodies on a biological level are not being exposed to these certain things it's clear to see that i mean you can just use the example of of um of certain um certain things that we have tried to prevent in certain diseases that we've prevented in the future yes we prevented the disease but later on down the line scientists talk about how the disease that came because we prevented because of that disease was actually more worse and more det detrimental us there's also the question as well if that we don't let this virus sort of run its cause 
what what will come of that will 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 there be more bigger symptoms from this will the virus adapt and get stronger if we don't develop immunity to it there's like there's also a famous um technology that talks about how um how saying that like i said before we are we are already made up of different microbiome in our bodies and um, viruses are a huge part of our evolution but there is an interesting scenario within nature if for example there is certain flowers in nature i'm not sure what 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 it is sorry it wasn't a flower in nature it's actually a butterfly in nature and when a butterfly comes out the cocoon in nature there is a there was an experiment done where um, a person actually opened up the cocoon before the butterfly was ready and what happened was is that the butterfly didn't actually live as long as it normally would because the process and the struggle and the challenge to get to the opening up the opening up its cocoon it didn't have that process as someone did it for it that when it came out into the to the work to the world to the natural world it hadn't built up the tolerance to to sort of to be get to be ready for what it was going to face in the monday world and the butterfly ended up dying so we have to ask ourselves as a civilization if from a from a biological perspective also from a spiritual perspective and a psychological and a mental perspective if we don't expose ourselves and we are protected from many different elements what may in the short term it might look good but in the long term how does it affect not only affect ourselves how does it affect our kids traumas passed down so there's many different questions that we need to ask from this as you can see also it's the question is this going to be the last threat to humanity it's clearly not going to be ancient civilizations in the past talked about how um pandemics and um viruses and and natural disasters have always sort of been an integral part of human evolution it's just it's just what it's just what happens on the planet so are we like i said are we gonna are we is this going to be the last one i don't think it is but what I do feel that we can do is, like I said, I know it's not going to be the last one, but we have to use this moment to turn to our advantage. How in the future are we going to be more prepared, physically, psychologically, from even from a biological perspective? How are we going to be more prepared in the future? How are we going to use this moment and opportunity to come together, create com- communities, create communion with different people, um, and also analyze and repair some of the things that need to be need to be worked on society like i said before i mentioned some of the things like diabetes um other other diseases uh people dying of hunger we also have the the rejoining of community which is a big one we know that's a fundamental aspect of life which is clearly uh, dis, in, in despair at the moment so we need to use really use this moment to focus on some of the things not just from our own personal lives that we need to work on but from a social and economical perspective what are some of the things that we can put in place for the future of the upcoming world that's coming that is on the cusp now and is coming and also just to add as well i also found this beautiful quote as well it says um this is by a lady called Rebecca Sonnet. I think she. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And she said that a more beautiful world shimmers just beneath the surface, bobbing up whenever the systems that hold it underwater loosen their grip. And it's definitely clear to see. Like I started this podcast, I talked about how, as a civilization, it's clear to see that we are all at this emerging crossroads. And as a people, I know that you're a lot of you are with with me. A lot of you might disagree with me, and that's absolutely fine. But I do feel that the current, some of the current systems that are in place, and things that are in power, and things and measures from you can look at the whole scape of things from the medicalization system to psychedelics to um, laws on collecting water to growing our own foods to having our own fires and things like that. Things are 
are in this sort of this flux at the moment we and then on the same side of things we have more people pushing more alternative things where psychedelics and marijuana is being legalized we have new legislation saying where we have more sovereignty over our body so we are in this crossroads at humanity at the minute it's very clear that we've been coming to this emerging point for the last few years where more people are becoming aware and more awakening and more coming to terms of what they actually want from a more from a place of place of love instead of a place of power and greed and i really do feel that for a long time i think we've all felt that we do not have no say but what this what COVID 19 has really highlighted is that as a people we do have a lot more say in our impact not just on our in own lives but the, the outer world in which we live really does impact and affect everyone everyone else and I just just do I really do feel that we do get we are this sort of this this um, forking point in civilization now where we do get the opportunity to to ask the question what sort of garden do we want to live in do we want to live in a garden that is surveilled and controlled every two seconds where we can't go outside we can't touch one another we di- we disinfect everything we spray the natural world with pesticides and chemicals are we going to live in a garden that that we expose ourselves to the elements where we can put our bare feet in the mud and run around and we can touch loved ones. These are definitely questions and dilemmas that we do have to ask ourselves as a civilization and just ask ourselves what is the world that we want to create. So anyway, I hope you love that. And just to end this podcast, I'm going to I want to tell you guys a little bit of a poem. This is a poem that I wrote about I think about two years ago now and it's stuck in my head. But it's very related to this to what I've just been speaking about today. And it goes Everything is changing, it's ever rearranging. The birds, the bees, the trees, the seas, the ground in which we walk, even the air in which we breathe. All energy is borrowed and one day we have to give it back. Peace out people, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I love you all wherever you are in the world. In in the next couple of up and coming weeks I also have some more amazing podcasts with some amazing, intelligent and beautiful people. So peace out, I love you all and keep safe wherever you are in the world. Boom. Thanks so much for listening to that episode of Observing My Thoughts. Hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, next week will be a normal podcast as always and we'll stop talking about COVID-19 for now anyway and we'll bring out some big, powerful podcasts to remind us of how magical this wonderful place is and how special we all are. So anyway, just to play this podcast out, and actually before I do that, if you can guys, check out the one-off donation option and also the patreon page really is the best way to help me to keep doing what i'm doing keeps the light on on this thing so if you can guys find it in your heart i know all you out there can't do that but if there is some of you out there who are in a position who can support the podcast even the amount of two dollars a month goes such a long way or even any amount you can throw in the donation pot really is a great way so anyway to play this podcast out this song is called release the fear it's by one of my favorite artists called natty so anyway enjoy this song i love you all peace out Now's the time to 
down, waiting for my voice to break. Now my voice is broken, and I find myself with a choice to make. Do I want to make a man's mistakes, or do I want to make a boy's mistakes? I've read a lot about the growth of boys, not as much about the growth of men. On my journey as a son, as a brother, I'm learning more about both of them. My sisters, you will enjoy the fruits of your labor. I pray God looks upon your youth in good favor. Set them free and have faith, they'll come home. Yeah, they'll come home, having learned to embrace the unknown. There's too much that we can't control to move through life without heart and soul. Your purpose is too big to let the small stuff interfere. Just let go. Let go and you'll have it.